The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show. Before we say hi to everybody, let's first say hi to our past birthday boy yeah. and, and cool, outrageous co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, darling. Um, yes, it's been an extraordinary birthday. I've been celebrating and celebrating for days. Uh, I'm 83 years old, and I guess you celebrate being 83. But not too many people, unfortunately, arrive at 83. But anyway, my daughters did a beautiful little private dinner party last night for Jimmy and I. They decorated the table and had all kinds of good food. We did a Memorial Day barbecue birthday, and it was lovely. Uh, for my birthday, Jimmy bought me the Zelda game, which I love. You know, I the new one, the new one. Tears from something, because I read a long time ago that when you get older, you should play video games because of eye coordination and your brain. It keeps the brain from getting old. And you like them, and I love them. <laughs> and plus, and plus, then he took me shopping. <laughs> he said, "Get whatever you want," and I said, "Okay." You know what? I like this. I like that. I like that. No, not really. We went to Nordstrom's Rack, and I got this shirt, which I love, and a bunch of shirts that I need because I like to change clothing every week. I never wear the same shirts twice. I must have 300 shirts. So now I have to go through the closet and give away the shirts that are out of style and the shirts that I no longer wear. They're taking up room to put the new shirts in. So it was a lovely birthday, and my guy is the sweetest thing in the world, and I love him to death. And he's a good guy. He made my birthday very happy. We went to Versace because I'm looking for a little bag to put my phone in and a credit card, a shoulder bag. This way I don't leave it in. See, we a have, masculine one. Man, we have two cars. So when I go from his car to my car, my driver's license is in his glove compartment. So it stinks. If I have this little bag, then I'll always have my license and my phone with me. So the, I said to the lady, how much is this bag? She said, it's on sale for $500. I said, the bag is this big. <laughs> I said, you know, in 1958, I bought a brand new car for a thousand for $500. Anyway, she left. She said, sir, it's on sale. It's normally $1,000. So we left Versace, obviously. Um, I think $1,000 to wear somebody's name and to give him the commercial. Why should I 
pay $1,000 and have everybody that likes me say, oh, if Ron Russell has one, I can have one too. You know, it's nonsense wearing all of these designers' uh, names and giving them free commercial. And they enjoy it. They make fun of us. Not me, but those that wear designer. They make fun of them. They say, look at them. They spend fortunes of money to wear our logo and giving us free publicity and commercial. Don says Coach has nice ones. Coach? I don't care who it is. I, I would like He's one. not paying a five hundred dollars for anybody. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I would like a little bag that has nothing on it. Just a little black leather one. A little black leather bag for my phone. I'm I'm not going out to impress anybody. You know what? I'm beyond that crap. I, I impress people with who I am. If I can't impress you with my personality, what, I need a designer piece of crap to make you think I'm somebody I'm not? Meanwhile, rich people wouldn't wear designer if you paid them. They refuse. They, and if they do wear a designer, it's a very discreet designer that nobody knows about. But, you know, the people that I see wearing Chanel obviously can't afford it. They're either fake Chanel they're wearing or they got them from somebody or in a garbage pail or what I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, Chanel, Balenciaga, all those wonderful Yves Saint Laurent, all those wonderful designers of the 1950s are gone. And now it's a commercial. Balenciaga's back. We went into a Balenciaga. Yeah, but it's not store. it's I, I was in Balenciaga. it's not Balenciaga, Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly. No, it's Balenciaga six hundred dollar t shirt that says Balenciaga. <laughs> yeah, I mean stupid shit that Balenciaga is turning over in his grave. Leave it alone, folks. Just don't be a sucker for for, for labels. You know, it doesn't impress anybody. Most people get jealous or laugh at you. So, and for those that say, oh, you got a, a Chanel bag, it's a thousand. No, this is the best one. We went in Saks Fifth Avenue Outlet, and they had used bags on sale, designer bags, used. There was one for $6,000 used. Used. <laughs> the ugliest green plastic piece of junk that it looked like something my old lady would have thrown out years ago, my mother would have thrown out. Um what are people going crazy? $6,000 for a pocketbook? That's, oh, that, know, they're way more than that. They're, they're like, but you know what? I would be, if I were a woman, I'd be embarrassed to wear one because of all the poor people. I mean, you go into a restaurant and you put a $6,000 bag on your seat. And the waitress. That was used, so knew it was probably. You know, like but, but, <laughs> but the waitress looks at the bag and says, look at this bitch. She's got 6000 bucks to throw away on the bag. And watch, she'll leave me a $1.50 tip on a $70 bill. So, you know. Anyway, let's say hi to everybody. Live accordingly, everyone. Let's say hi to everybody. a much nicer life when you need not to impress anybody. But you know how you impress people? With kindness and goodness and and honesty. That's how you impress people. I believe that, too. So let's say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. uh, Julia (laughs) is back in the chat room. Uh, Hey, Julia, how are you doing? Don Hinton, always in the chat room. We love you, Don. Uh, uh. Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room. Boomer Mays, football player extraordinaire, is in the chat room. Um, Teresa Saban is in the chat room. Uh, nice to see you, Teresa. Hope everybody's happy. We have great, great guests today. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. First, we have actor slash stunt performer uh, Mike Dopud, I think is how we pronounce his name. And uh, second half, we have Dennis Mallon coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to both of them. Um, so I think it'll be terrific. And we had a nice, relaxing weekend. And uh, and now we're back. I hope work. everyone had a, a happy memorial. 
Uh, you know, Memorial Day is a very important day, uh, especially to me, because I can remember back in 1944, 45, when I was a very little boy, three or four years old, I asked my mother, I said, Mommy, why are there stars on people's windows of their homes? And my mother said, because they lost a family member. And I remember passing one house that had four stars. And that woman lost four sons in uh, Pearl Harbor. She, he was on the, the Saratoga, I think, when it went down. All the, all the four brothers. Well, they changed the law. Brothers are not allowed to be on the same ship or in the same airplane. Uh, so that if anything happens, you don't clean your family, wipe your family out. So Memorial Day to me is a special day because it saved us from the Japanese and from the Nazis. If they would have taken over our country, it would have been a terrible place to live. So thank you, gentlemen, who fought Absolutely. in all the wars and to the families that lost their, um, their family. My heart goes out to you, really, it does. I think it's a wonderful thing, Memorial Day, and everybody should remember what it's for. It's not for hamburgers and hot dogs and beer. We also want to tell everybody, so we watched the last episode of Miss Maisel. We're very sad Miss Maisel is gone. Love the marvelous Miss Maisel is such a fabulous show. Uh, the, show the series is over. I think there's five seasons of it. Written but, so well. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. It's on Amazon Prime, you guys. It's really Directed good. beautifully. Uh, costumes, sets, everything brings you back to the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, to me, it was a trip back in time. I love it. And she's brilliant. She's a brilliant actress. The only thing I'm afraid of is we're never going to see her ever as anybody else in a movie. We'll always think of her as Maisel. This has happened to Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball, who was I Love Lucy, could never be anything but Lucy, no matter what movie she was in. Even when she was in uh, the, the movie... Uh, I don't know what movie's Lucy The one that Angela Lansbury did on Broadway. Mame. When Lucy, Lucille, Lucille Ball did Mame, we saw Lucy. Fran Drescher is having a little bit of a problem with that also. Because no matter what Fran Drescher is in, we see the nanny. And we want, oh, Mr. Sheffield. You know, we want that. So I think that this is it's called typecasting, and it happens to a lot of people, a lot of actors. So, Jim, what are you doing? I'm oh, typing to everybody in the chat room. There's The chat room is busy today. Busy chat room. My chat room has everybody. Did you have a good time? Did you have a good Memorial Day? I hope so. So let's do some quick um, – uh, oh, no, I didn't, Don. I didn't see the other shows. I've only watched that one, Yellowstone. Um, real quick, let's do a little ad for every place that you can listen to our show, you guys. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can hear us, obviously, live on W4CY uh, from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time and 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, if you're hearing replays, you can watch us on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Those are the biggest outlets. Um, and then we're also on like 150 other ones, which I don't know which they all are. Everybody won't know them. Um, but we're on every major one. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we've had some really good shows lately and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people have been listening because we've you know, had some big it's ones. It's funny. I spoke with my sister-in-law and she said, you know, I, I listened to your show the other day because she never listens to my She's never seen or listened to any of our shows. And she listened to one. And I said, honey, you could see us. She said, I can. I said, where the hell have you been? 
I said, we're on television. We're all over the world. We're on everything you have. You can see us on your cell phone. So everybody out there, we are not a radio show. We are a slash radio uh, podcast slash TV show. And we could be seen on Web show. Web show. And I think watching us is, is better than listening because you can see things that expressions that we do and uh, things that, the, that that listening just doesn't do. Absolutely. Right. But we want to thank everybody. However you listen or watch, we want to thank you because our numbers are going up. We're at like a million, a billion, 100 million. I know. I mean, I now, don't know so. what the hell we're doing. I mean, whatever we're doing, I guess everybody loves it. And I want to thank all of you for being such faithful fans and for uh, watching us and listening to us every week. Uh, you know, it's, it's quite a compliment. I can remember when I did stand-up comedy live on stage, how if an audience didn't respond to a joke, I would say, oh, oh, and it was sad. And then when they loved a joke and applauded and laughed, how wonderful you feel. Well, it's the same thing now. Of course, you, I don't know who you are or if you're clapping or, or booing, but whoever you are, that you're part of that one billion. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I also want to thank, give a shout out to Lady Lake because uh, she Lake. always puts out so much. Uh, she puts out great. No, <laughs> she puts out great promos I mean, for us every week to to, to make people aware of the show. Jimmy, and, learn where to put the commas when you speak. You can't say Lady Lake puts out and then continue <laughs> because what if somebody's television the electric went out and they heard Lady Lake puts out. Blingo, the television goes dark. <laughs> yeah. Then they're going to call up their girlfriends and say, guess what? Jimmy Starr said that Lady Lake puts out. Well, Cindy Lady Lake, you guys, she's Lady Lake Music on Twitter, and she's been friends of mine forever and ever and ever on social media. Uh, we do all kinds of projects like together. She's fabulous, and she's one of the best music promoters probably in, in the world. Yep. Uh, so she's fabulous. Follow her on Twitter. Well, Eileen Lake Shapiro music. does a damn good job, too. We are not. We don't do that. We do PR. No, she does I know promotions. that, but Eileen pushes... Uh, puts out too. <laughs> I know Eileen well. She's been putting out since she's fourteen. No, but no. Oh, and Cindy had a birthday too. I think it was last week. Yes, so it was I think last we said week. happy birthday. I, happy birthday, I Cindy. did a happy birthday on her thing, Jim. Oh, and we want to give a shout out to B. Claudia, who's having all kinds of problems yeah. in Germany with her flat being flooded and all kinds of stuff. So, B, we're sending you love and hugs. We miss you, and we hope that you can make it back soon. But more importantly, we hope that you and your family are okay. Right. How come that? Why is it Germany floods? I never knew that. No, the pipes, I think, broke in the building or something. I don't know. Oh, so she had an apartment flood, not a flood for weather. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. You, yeah, have yeah. To, you have to, you know, you have to let the people know what you're talking about. Well, a lot of people actually know BT. Yeah, I know. But the, the millions of people that are watching or listening, they're going to think the poor lady, they're going to all be calling their relatives in Germany. Are, are you in the flood? <laughs> yeah. See, Jimmy, Lady Lake puts out. And B, B is in the flood. So you see, Jimmy is not a good reporter. He doesn't he doesn't really, you know, do it. You got to be more specific, honey. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You're such a cute guy. I'm, I'm going to keep you, you know. Okay, that's good. I'm trying I was to angry with him last week, as you all know, because he, he announced on TV about Tina Turner, which is so sad because I know everybody dies. We all have to die. And it was Tina's turn. But yet... I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I loved her very much. Her music was fun. Uh, I was in Europe, in Italy at the time with my daughter, Leslie, when What's Love Got to Do With It came out. And we went to a wonderful nightclub called, called the Cove Nord-Est, Northeast Cove. It's in Genoa. 
It's on the Riviera, and it's a mountain of, of rock with the ocean slapping against it, the most beautiful setting in the world. And they played Tina Turner's uh, song. So every time I heard it, of course, it brought me back to that moment. As you know, music does bring us back to the first love, uh, making out in a car in Astoria Park by the river. Our songs bring that mm-hmm. back. Music does wonderful things for us. And those people who bring us all that wonderful music, we love them very much. Anyway, oh. rest in peace, Tina. May you travel to the next world as you said you would do. So we're going to bring on our first guest. Hang on one second. I just got to say, because our second guest is in there too, but he's like way early, so I'm letting him know. Second guest, you're way early. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> uh, so first up, we're going to bring on our first guest. Let's go ahead and bring on Mike. Mike. Hey, hey guys, how are you? Hey, how are you? Doing great. How are you? Fantastic. So I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I'm Before I make my announcement, I want to make sure I got the name right. So I wrote down Dopud. Is that correct? Perfect. Oh, my God. I actually wrote Do, D-O-U-G-H, and Pud, like yeah. Pud, so I wouldn't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, and usually you say D-O-U-G-H and then Pud as in pudding. Yes, and it was perfect then because I wasn't sure, and I was like, and I watched a couple interviews just to see how they introduced you, but they didn't all do it right, so I wasn't sure which was the right one. <laughs> well, well, you did. <laughs> all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor and stunt performer Mike Dopud. Welcome to the show. Thank Yay. you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for you having know, I'm me. I just say Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, part of your name is Pud which in Yiddish is Pudum, which is your face. And I could say Shana Pundum, which means handsome face. So there you go. Thank you. I'll the name in Yiddish is handsome face. I'll take it. Thank you. Well, this, well, is, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. How are you? I'm great, Ron. How are you? Good. I'm with my little And we girl. have a chat room filled with people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Actually, first off, so we, because um, – we have a lot of loyal people who are always in the chat room, but we have one loyal person who like was so excited you were coming on primarily because of Violent Night. <laughs> She's a big horror fan. Her name is Dawn. So just give a shout out to Dawn because she like you gotta get him to say hi to me. So her name's Dawn. Hi, say Dawn. Hi there you hi, go. Dawn. How you doing? She'll like love it. We have the coolest like people in our chat rooms and people who support the show. It's a lot of fun. So welcome to the show. Um, you've been in so many cool ass things. You guys can follow Mike. He's on Instagram, except for that his name is reversed. So it's Dopud Mike. It's at Dopud Mike instead of Mike Dopud. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Um, you've done a lot of great interviews. You're in a lot of great shows. Let's first talk about Arrow because John Berriman's a friend of ours. He actually oh, lives. He actually lives down the street from, we live in Palm Springs. He lives down the street from us. And he is our second biggest show in 15 years ever. We had 10 million views. And you know why? We opened you know the I've never met John. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. And you're on six episodes of his show. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a great guy. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. When we opened our show, he was there tongue kissing a blow-up female doll. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he opened our show. As one does, right? <laughs> so John, John is hilariously funny. 
He's a has a wonderful sense of humor. He's a great. I think he's a great comedian. Too bad he doesn't work as a comedian. Do you like comedy? Would you like I to do? do I do. I, I love comedy. Um, but again, I was just talking to my agent about that um, and a few mutual friends that we have that that are comedians. And sometimes I help other actors put themselves on tape and that kind of thing. And and they're comedians and. They're like, yeah, I don't know why you never get a shot at it. You never get a chance. And I think you get sort of pegged in a little box, right? Where Because I do a lot of dark things. I tend to um, play with a lot of dark characters. So I think that's why they they, they don't see me as as being able to be comedic. But It's I so funny, though, because looking at you, you have, like, the nicest smile ever. And you're, like, this nice guy. And the characters you play are some fucking motherfuckers. Thank you. As Hitchcock said, it's called acting, Jim. I always play yes. tough guys. I play mafia. Always an Italian. I play you know those terrible roles. When all my life I was a stand-up comic on stage, so I've done comedy all my life. But I love doing drama. I'm in a movie soon to be shot where they tell me my son has been killed and I have to cry. I am so excited. People think I'm nuts. They say, you're excited to cry in a movie? I said, have you any idea what it's like to be in the movie? 64 years in the business, and I've never cried. I've always made people laugh. So, yeah, I can understand how comedy would be the other venue. Absolutely, yeah. So I have a question then. Well, so, do do oh. you resent being always the murderer and the killer? Do you say no. enough already? Do you say, hey, guys, enough with that crap? No, look, at the end of the day, it's fun, right? Like, uh, you know, you get to kill people or you're fighting or, or you play this evil character that you can't do that in real life. And for me, it's, it's just a, a fun way to play with a character. And I, yeah, absolutely enjoy it. Um, and, you know, you get applauded, right? People, oh, yeah, great job, where they applaud you for being this badass. Right. And, uh, and in some ways, it's kind of fun to do. So, yeah, I enjoy it. Well, I knew a lot of great comedians in my day, very famous, and their desire was to do com a drama. Every And you know what? The comedians made the best dramatic actors, if you want a fact. I don't know how it happened, but some of the funniest people in the world uh, were wonderful as dramatic actors. Yeah. And, you know, here's another uh, interesting fact. Leslie Nielsen, who was a dramatic actor for years. We knew him. All of a sudden, Airplane comes out, and he's become he was this, this comedic genius, right? And it, it's pretty amazing how you get put into a certain box, and then all of a sudden people will see you in another light. They're like, oh my God, I always knew you were funny. And you're like, wait a second, <laughs> you know? We, I met him years ago in Florida. He lived in, in uh, Florida. He lived in Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. a couple Lauderdale. blocks away and from me. friends of mine said, I'm going up to see Leslie Nielsen. You want to come along? I said, oh, I'd love to meet him. He's a funny guy. Well, when we got up in the apartment, he was in white jockey shorts and nothing else. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty weird. I said to my friends, was he expecting you alone? <laughs> and they said, no, he does that because it was very hot. And he liked, he didn't like air conditioning. So he liked to sit on the veranda of his apartment in his white jockey shorts. And I thought, interesting, uh, you know, different, different. Well, he was, a nice, someone, he was yes. a nice guy. Let me tell you, he was funny, funny guy. Even when he wasn't working, funny, funny guy. Whatever you said, he twisted it around and made it a joke. He's a very, very funny fella. And very, very nice looking. Big tall guy, you know. Nice. How tall are you? Are you a big are you really tall? I'm six feet tall. I was uh, I actually doubled Leslie Nielsen years ago on on a movie. And uh and that was fun. I got to meet him, but we did a lot of second unit stuff. So I right. doubled him. 
just a lot of running and jumping because he was older at that point and he couldn't really run and jump over these stairs and stuff. So that's what I was doing for him. Um, did you get to socialize with him? Pardon me? Did you no, get to, he did a lot of second Did you get to stuff. socialize with him a little? A little bit. Very little, though. Uh, but he was very gracious and very nice and said thanks, you know, for doing all, all the stunts for him. So it was great. Um, so you started as a stunt person pretty much, right? Because I looked yeah. at your credits and – and and you're like a stunt person on all these like huge movies and then now you seem to be more you're still doing stunts but also now you're actually like acting as like the lead guys and everything and lots of things yeah i mean look i i started acting doing stunt work at the same time it's just that stunt wise all of a sudden things started i started getting big movies and i was very fortunate to be able to work uh right off the bat so it was one of those things that just happened sort of started working more in stunts, but I still did plays and I still worked at my craft. And then eventually I knew I'd have to get out of stunts because I was already banged up from playing football and hockey and I'd had a bunch of surgeries already. So I knew my, my time was limited. Okay. Zero. Do you know a guy named Alessandro Fulcito? He's a stunt guy, but he's, he's actually in, he lives in Atlanta, but he's in everything though. Like you, he's yeah. No, I don't know him. Okay. Bert Reynolds always said about his, uh, Bert had very bad, uh, Bones broke, remember? Yeah. I mean, he couldn't hardly walk, and he would bluff it for a movie. But I knew him many years ago for a long time. He was my very good friend through Lee Winkler. So I was in Bert's company a lot, and just getting up, sitting. He used to complain he about getting up. up. He said he couldn't even get off the toilet bowl. He had to have things put in the bathroom to hang on. That's how bad his legs were and his neck and his shoulders. He was a beaten up guy when he was a stunt man how about yeah. you i you know i was too and i think uh i i was luckily lucky enough to work with bert on on a movie called in the name of the king great guy don't you love him and he was amazing and wait a second jason statham's in that right pardon me jason statham's in that yes yes did yeah. you get to meet Jason Statham? Yeah, I got to work with that's him. That's his favorite. That's his I favorite. Love him. I, think he's great. I want to be him. He beats <laughs> up 10 people at once. I love it. <laughs> he's amazing. And he's really good, too. He's very talented and um, very gracious as an actor. So I was very lucky to work Jason with Jason is. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jason Bert, Bert had a humor that went beyond belief. Oh, yeah. Bert, Bert was the funny. I love Bert a lot. I mean, I could tell stories. I can't tell too many stories, but I could tell. Bert's brother. Bert's brother was my high school football coach, so he came to school all the time. Right. And we, since I was oh. in with all the athletes, like we got along great. So Bert, I got Bert to see him a, a lot. Bert was a regular Joe. He was not a star. He would meet. I mean, we would walk out to a, from a restaurant down in, yeah. in L.A. and people would recognize him before we got to the car, and he would sign autographs and Hey, buddy, how are you, pal? And he was just everybody's best friend. I loved him a lot. Oh, that's I, you know what? I really enjoyed working with him. He was such a gracious, uh, gracious person. Generous, 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 everything though. It was, it was, he was an icon to me. I mean, he was somebody that I looked up to being a stunt man and yeah. football player. He played at Florida state university and I played at Southern Illinois. So we had that bond as far as being ex football players mm -hmm. and he was a stunt guy too. And I was a stunt guy. So it's one of those things where we just hit it off, and he was such a sweet man. I, I really best, enjoyed with him. Best. I so I want to brag. Enough good things about I want to brag a little bit for you. So, guys, just so you get an idea, like when I say stuntman, it's not like the movies that we do. 
so here's some of the movies he's been stuntman in. That's not nice. Tron. Wait, some of our best friends are directors and producers. I and know, you know, but some what? of our movies I really to, suck. I have, I have, no, no, but wait a minute. Wait, hang on. Listen, I've worked with some great directors in these shitty movies. What, <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with the movie is the budget. They're, they're $150,000 films shot in a day in a toilet. So how can you make a great film? But that doesn't mean the directors are not fabulous, the producers or the actors. Jimmy? Uh, I'm a great producer. Uh, so there's a lot of great talent in these crappy <laughs> I'm not doing those anymore, though. I'm in the $1 to $7 million range you know, Sarah now. But... Sarah French is in... He, not, he won't know No, he won't is. know, but he will one day know who she is. Sarah French is in all these movies, and she's skyrocketing. She's a, a beauty with a great talent. She can do anything. So hang on, let me brag for Wait, him. Wait, tell talk before you brag from talk about all the people that came out of bad movies. Oh, lots. The he major, probably has a few. I don't actually did actually. You, did I didn't you ever see do too, any of those? I didn't see any shitty movies really on your IMDb. You don't really? have. Oh, uh, <laughs> or maybe I just skipped them. I only wrote down yeah, the you like. May have skipped them. Um, man, I can't remember. But there's been a few movies where. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you so, were in like the the clown, yeah, like the, the clown that, at midnight, you know, or some weird. <laughs> but hang on, a few indie indie films that I helped out friends of mine. That after you watch it, you're like, oh my god, what what were they thinking? They actually had no idea what they were doing. But you try to help out sometimes, and you know, you absolutely. do a couple scenes, exactly. watch we the whole thing put together, and you're like, oh my god, I, I, I just, I'm doing a cameo. We do that a lot. I'm doing a cameo for a friend, and I don't do cameos, and you know, but for friends, you do that. Yeah, absolutely. So here's some of the films, you guys. Tron Legacy, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, 2012, Night at the Museum. I think there's a bunch of them. Watchmen, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Shoot Em Up, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, 300, X-Men, The Last Stand, Slither, Fantastic Four, iRobot, The Chronicles of Revit, Head Over Heels, Mr. Magoo. Um, you were also on uh, Battlestar Galactica, but that, that was, I don't know if that was stunts. You were an actor? No, that was all acting, yeah. Acting. Anyway, those were all huge. When you did Mr. Magoo, that was with Leslie, right? That was, that was with Leslie. That's where I doubled him. Because he was Mr. Magoo. hilarious movie. He was a wonderful Mr. Magoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looked and acted. And that voice, you had that Mr. Magoo voice. He was great. Yeah, he was he was amazing. Yeah. So then you also did another movie with Jason Statham, uh, Chaos. Yes, um, like really, like Rob. That's like his. Uh, we're married, by the way, and uh, and that's it. His past, like if, if, if God forbid, Jason Statham no. came running down the street naked. I was like, okay, that's, that's your you know, one. That, that's what you said. Takes <laughs> <laughs> me out to be some flaming faggot. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's what you say. I love the fact that he is so outrageous. 20,000 guys are coming at him and he beats them all up. And I find that to be fascinating that they get away with that in the movie. And I like Jason because he's a tough guy and I've watched him in interviews and he's a regular Joe. He's a nice down to earth buddy. He's not a show off or a creep. I don't like, how about you? What do you feel about when you work with them? Oh, I'm a star of the movie. Instruct this man. He's never to look at me. Speak to me. He's you know, I, I've had that happen. I've had that happen to me a couple times. But when you meet the actor, they they they're totally fine with you. So I, I wonder if it's the assistants or or the producers that sometimes say that because you meet the actor and they're like they're happy to see you and talk to you unless they're full of shit and they are saying right. show him back. But uh, for the most part, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, one actor was maybe a bit full of shit because afterwards he complained. But um, oh, because you talked to him, yeah, yeah I, I was talking not so much myself, but I guess the core of us that were. You know there. what I would do? I would tell whoever it is, please tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, Ron Russell right. said it. Now kick me off the picture, and I will blast your rotten name all over the industry. <laughs> I will fit. I will. I'm, I, 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 will I am media big. I am very media big. You don't play with me. And I would tell him, who the fuck do you think you are? Why, you think your shit don't smell? Please. You're an actor, buddy. An actor. You're not. You didn't invent the cure for AIDS. You're an actor. What everybody? And, and I did say something. And I what did you like, say? Tell me what you said. Excited. Oh, I just basically said, "What's he talking about?" He was talking to me. So don't play two faced here. Does somebody say something wrong or or? They said, no, it's not really. Well, not maybe it wasn't you. I said, well, then don't talk to me if it wasn't me. Don't don't, don't mention it. Right. And then I asked, I asked the actor, and of course they said, no, everything was fine. I never said anything, right? Which so I don't know who was in the right or wrong, or I just know that, yeah, I won't take that. And and I've been known on a few occasions to say <laughs> say my piece. And um, because I don't care, like you said, Ron, you said it perfectly. You're just an you're an actor like me. We're just here trying to make something. And today, today, if you have a thousand dollars to invest in a film and you're nobody, you could be an actor too. So today, an actor, <laughs> not in his films. <laughs> well, an actor is not the vintage that you and I are. I'm in the business sixty four years. I earn my credits. But these people that invest a thousand bucks to be in a movie that cannot act spoil it for me. Right. If I work with you, and I say to you, tomorrow you're dead. Don't you make one move now, or you're are you gonna get it now? You're gonna come back with something incredible, right? He's right. talking about if he's acting, not if yes. he's like. No, no. <laughs> but if I do that, Ron, you're scaring me. Right. If I do that with a thousand dollar put-in actor, they stand there with their fingers up their ass, wondering what the hell is he talking about? It's called right. acting, moron. So if you don't get fed back, look, every those actors that don't want you to talk to them, without you, they'd fall right on their asses. They would fall I flat agree. on their faces. It's the little actors that make the big actors look good. I He's agree. Not a little actor, no, I'm not, why are you making it? I'm talking about him. This is this show is an in-general show. We talk, This is a conversational show. It's not an in, in an interview show where he's going to be bragging about all the shit he's done that nobody gives a fuck about. People want to know about him. What kind of? Yeah, they're already asking. How come you speak Serbian? Because uh, my family is Serbian, and I'm I was the only one not born in the, in the former Yugoslavia. Uh, my brother, my parents. I was born in Montreal. Oh, no. where do you live now? Do you live in uh, LA? I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles and Vancouver. I'm I'm up in Vancouver oh, right yeah. now. We're doing a, a show here starting in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in both Vancouver. My kids go to school here. Do you know Steve Basic? Yeah, of course. He's a very good friend of ours. Actually, a good friend of mine, and he's been on the show. He was just on the show two weeks ago, but... Right, right. Yeah, I love Steve. Yeah, he's a great guy. Good friend of mine. But I just want to go back. Our show brings out who you are to, to the world. Five million people watch us, so you better watch what you say. Because <laughs> seriously... Right. No, the reason that we're a successful show, number one, number one, I have to brag, is because we don't do corny interviews. What made you decide to be an actor? We might ask that, too, as part you know of it. It gives us shit when you decided. I want to know, are you married? What do your kids do? Are your kids drug Is your addicts? daughter okay? Yes. Um, well, what is wrong with your daughter? Tell me. 
Um, she heard her, she got a hit pointer playing soccer, um, a couple weeks ago and we thought it was getting better. And she ran, she was just running with her buddies to the bus stop and it just pulled again and yeah. she was in tears and she's not one to cry over injuries and that kind of thing. So it means it had to be bad. Yeah. And then, uh, went to physio, went to the doctors. They're worried there was a tear in the hip flexor, but there isn't. It's they, they oh, think it's great. a hit pointer. That's painful. I went through that two weeks ago with my daughter, Deirdre. Oh, she was in such agony and pain with her hip. She pulled a muscle the same. Very painful. Oh, and yes. you have to well, I, you so I really, when she told me, then when the doctors and, and the physio said it looks like a hip pointer, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I see your pain. So I said, let's not, let's just yeah. rest. Let's rest. My, daughter, my daughter's in her early 40s, and I had to say, oh, babies, did you okay? Daddy's here. <laughs> Let me see the boo-boo, honey. Oh, and she said, Johnny, it hurts so much. 40, 44 years old. 48. Oh, 48. Oh, my gosh. She's in <laughs> trouble now, Ron. And I got one 54 years old. I got wow. a 54-year-old. You start, you were 10? No, wow. I'm 83 he has, years old. He turned 83 on Sunday. What? Yeah. No way. Two days yeah. ago. Three days ago, yes. Yeah. And he's still working. He's got like six or seven movies that are, well, that are put, good on, ones. Good put on ones. hold right now. Good ones. Good ones. Not those inexpensive no, ones. The inexpensive. So let's brag a little well, bit. You look great, Ron. Thank you, Thank you so you. much. Thank you wow. so much. First of all, we got to talk a little bit about Violent Night. I didn't see it. Uh, I am going to see it. I'm going to wait till Christmas to see it. Um, wait, wait, why? Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah, you won't like yeah. it. That's why. why uh, because it's a, it's a, about a murderous Santa Claus. Oh, no. <laughs> it is, but but there's a lot of heart in the movie as well. So you have to watch it. You have to see it. it it'll it'll surprise you. Oh, I love them. I, I, I So horror is my favorite genre. Wait, is this, is it, excuse me, because I don't want to mislead our audience. And is, they all know what it is. is it was a big about, blockbuster wait, wait, movie is this, theater. <laughs> shh, is this about a Santa Claus, the real Santa, who's yes. bad? Or is it an imposter? No, it's the real Santa who's not bad. He's just caught in, in a terrible situation where he has to deal with these mercenaries that are taking this, host, this uh, family hostage. Oh, so and he's he a hero. ends up having to save them or try to save them uh, because he happens to be there right on Christmas Eve. He's delivering gifts and he gets stuck in this situation. Mike, he's a hero. Yes. Oh, that's more like it. I, I, I love it. And I, so I actually collect. I'll watch it. Uh, I collect action figures and, and stuff. And so I have a. What's the big Santa one I have? I have. Um, oh, the ugly one? Yeah. Now I forgot. Anyway, I have like all kinds of seven the, foot. the Christmas You know, monster. seven foot like, you know, statues that move and do all kinds of stuff. Awesome. I have everything. Do you have, do you have a Funko Pod? Do you have any like action figures made of you for any of your roles? Uh, I think there were a few, but I don't have any. Oh, I, you know what? I, I do have. Tell me who though, so I can go look for. Because I, I have, uh, uh, I'm on the show. I collect the action figures. I'm drawing a blank on the names of those little um, Funko um, Pop. Yes, uh, I have one of uh, where I played Vincent on the Hundred. Okay, I'm gonna I'm get it on the Hundred. I'm getting. One well, yeah, we're getting them made for us. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's nice because the one they have for me has white hair and black eyebrows, and I'm holding a microphone and little Astro. <laughs> So I love my Funko Pop. Funko Pop. We're actually having them done. So you guys, that was Violent Night. Also, you have a new movie that's just coming out now, Mercy. Or just came yes. out. It just came out on the 19th, a week ago. Yes. Um, uh, that's with John Voight and uh, Leah Gibson. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, John Voight it was... Uh, Jonathan Reese myers Yes. I know, I know John Voight really well. 
he really? is. How is John? Is he? Is oh, he John still... was great. It's so so no, nice and gracious. And you know, it's funny because we didn't really shoot together. The way we had to shoot this this movie was a lot of block shooting. So at times, I'd have to use the, the script uh, coordinator, you know, to say the dialogue, especially with Jonathan Reese Myers. He had a hard out where he had to leave to go do another movie, and um, so I had you know one day of shooting with John, and then the next day of shooting with John I had to use a script supervisor, but. Um, very nice, very great. You know, it was interesting because I'm a big fan of John Voight's. Um, he's a tough. He's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's a tough one. His daughter. I lived in Beverly Hills. You didn't let him finish. And he, I'm sorry. More <laughs> go, go. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that. Um, for me, it was a, a thrill to actually meet and talk with him at the premiere. Absolutely. Well, I found and, him, uh, and I told him I was a big fan of his. And he uh, and he turned around. He goes, "No, I'm a fan of yours." And he grabbed me and hugged me and I was like okay that's pretty cool to have John Boyd say that oh that's very cool I found cool. him boring standoffish and cold no was he his daughter Angelina oh. Jolie who yeah. was Angie Voigt we lived in Beverly Hills my daughter Deirdre and Angie were best friends Angie played in my house I used to make peanut butter jelly sandwiches for her John would drop her off and pick her up so I was always nice to John John come on in no that's fine I'll stay out here <laughs> Really? Oh, really? Halloween time came, and we would, went to the haunted house in Beverly Hills. Angie was dressed as a fairy princess, and Deirdre was dressed as a, as a flower. And Doris Day's uh, son was throwing eggs at them. So Angie Voigt got hit with eggs. And I said to John, they're, they're, your daughter, they're bombing her with eggs. He said, oh, that's okay. So I found him to be just non um, – he's an actor. And that's all he is, is an actor. The moment he's out of acting, he's nobody. And I'm sorry to say that because I tried so hard to be friendly with John. I can understand why Angie had trouble with him. Angie, Angelina Jolie has had a lot of trouble with him. Yeah, and I mean, I that's publicized, well publicized. I mean, yes. when he went public and said his daughter wasn't, wasn't uh, mentally ill and dangerous, that was dreadful. He should never have done that. So John Voight's not a favorite friend of mine. Um, and I've met him many, many, many times, many times, and he never oh, warmed up. Bad, Whereas you know. his ex-wife, Marshalena, yeah. Angie's mom, was a dream. She was the sweetest, the most friendly, loving woman, beautiful too. So anyway, that's I, my joke. I had my... to say that because all these years, um, maybe he's grown, right? Yeah, no. he's talking. He's talk you're talking about forty years ago. <laughs> well, the ki the kids were like. Seven, eight, yeah, five, six, 40 years seven. ago. But By the way, the movie I was talking about is Krampus. I have a giant Krampus. I don't know if you oh, know it. Okay. <laughs> I have a giant Krampus. So what I did, though, is I have the trailer. Since Mercy just came out, uh, we have the, we're going to play the trailer real quick. Hang on. I want you to introduce it. Why well, don't play it for everybody, and then we'll come back just to promote the film. Since, you know, if a lot of people watch the show, so that way a lot of people will go watch the movie, and that'll help, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Introduce it, though. Say, hey, this is Here we have Mercy, um, starring John Voigt, Leah Gibson, and Jonathan Reese Myers, and myself, and a good friend of mine, actually, Sebastian Roberts, who was in it uh, as well. And um, it's a story about an Irish mob that ends up taking over this hospital called Mercy. And I play a uh, special agent hostage negotiator, special Thank agent you. Duncan Jones, who comes in to try and save the day. Sounds good. Take it away, Juan.
Sean. Dad, Ryan got shot. Perhaps you can help me. I'm looking for my son, Ryan Quinn. Your son? Y'all waiting for somebody? Yeah, it shouldn't be too long. I don't like him checking us out like that. Neither do I. Ah! Down, get up against the wall. Where are we going? I need you to wait in here. Can anyone please tell me where my son is being kept? Stay quiet, and we'll get out of this together. My father runs a clean operation. No, I suggest you give that phone call. I assure you he was here with an FBI agent. The feds moved Ryan. Send the boys out to find him. Easy first assignment. Yeah, easy my ass. Ellis. My partner's dead. Take the back stairs down to the boiler room. What are you gonna do? Skills from a past life. We got some help on the inside. Captain Michelle Miller, Purple Heart, three-time gold star. Let's do everything we can to help that soldier. They are searching for Ryan, and they are not gonna stop. Ryan, this family's going down, whether you like it or not. I had an agreement. She was just gonna hand Ryan back. She's working for the feds. I'm gonna ask you once. Where's my brother? Yay! Looks exciting. <laughs> Fun movie. Now, what do you think about women today that behave as she did? You know, Betty Davis in her day wouldn't do that if you paid her a zillion dollars because a lady was a lady. A woman was a woman. But women today are trying to be men. What do you think about that? I don't find that attractive in a woman. I love it. Beating up men. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? Leah's great, and she's fantastic in this. Um, so I don't mean her as an actress. I mean her part that she's playing. Right. Uh, look, uh, I have nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman trying That's to be not a human. real. A woman cannot beat up a man. Yeah, they can. A woman can, yeah. Like, maybe I'm generally, kidding. no, but I know some women that could... If they kick them in the balls... Wait, what's, the, what's the lady with the blonde hair that we uh, uh, that we went to her party? She was in the... the she was the, the fighter. She Anyway... We have several female friends who are like action hero people, and I fucking love them. I think it's awesome. Yes, but in, they, even they have said in reality, a man, a powerful right hook from a man will fracture a woman's face. Women are not as strong. I don't know, because my favorite character on SWAT. Women's bones are not as strong as men's bones. We know that. Our jaws can take a, a lot. Have you been on SWAT before? You ever see the TV show SWAT? I, I know, no. It's one of the shows I wish I was able to get on. Oh, I, we should do a campaign to get you on. You would be really good on it. Um, Thank you. You would be really good on it. But my favorite character is the girl, like the girl SWAT officer. She's like awesome. Uh, she's really one of my favorite characters. It's not Honda's not my favorite character, like everybody else. <laughs> um, so let's brag a little bit. Here's some other stuff you guys have you've seen him in. Okay, he's got Mercy coming out, Violent Night. Uh, Redstone, The Predator. Oh, I love The Predator because that's horror. That's under that me. That's a good movie. Deadpool that's 2. Great movie. Uh, Project Eden, Skin Trade with a lot of big people. Michael Jai White, Dolph Lundgren. All these like big, like, you know, you're always in movies with all these intimidating people. You know, it's <laughs> it's amazing too. And, and you know, when I first wanted to get in the film industry, I, I was, I'll tell you, I started because I loved Mad Max. That was the original, Mad Max. I saw that movie and I thought, oh my God, I have to be in movies. That post-apocalyptic world I thought was just perfect for what now, I how old to do. Were you, how old were you when you decided? Oh shit. Uh, 
10, I would say, 10, 10, 12. I can't remember. So you were very young. We did, a, we did a movie recently with Vernon Wells, who was like the bald guy. In, uh, yeah. not, I, don't, I don't know. That's not the first Mad Max. I think that's the second one. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beyond Thunderdome was the third. Road third Warrior was the second. Yes. Yes. I think he's in that one, but. But like, so you wanted to, did, and did you want to, cause you're pretty much like an action per, you're an action star, I guess. Cause you're a big dude. Were you big at 10? Yeah, I was tall. Um, yeah, I was six feet tall. I think when I was 12 and that helped me in sports. Cause I was a little bigger than a lot of the guys starting out, but uh, you know, everything evens out after. after <laughs> <laughs> they started catching up to me, but I, I was quick. So that was okay. So wait, hang on. I hear. Wait, okay. So we got X Men: Days of Future Past, Godzilla, Assault on Wall Street, which we actually had Yui Bowl. I don't know if that's how you pronounce yeah. his name. We had him on the show. I say, Uva. I say I call him Uva. Okay. When that movie came out, we actually had him on our show. Man of Steel. This means war. Which did you get to, to meet Tom Hardy? He's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Tom was uh, was fun. Um, and Chris Pine. Both of those guys. I got to spend a lot of time with them on that movie, and it was a, a really good time, actually. They're great, uh, funny, and uh, McGee is our director too. I remember the first day just blocking out a scene for like an hour because they had a vision, they couldn't figure it out, and then I came in and I had a different idea, and then we ended up combining, but it took us like an hour and 15 minutes, but I love the fact that they didn't rush it. And then, you know, there's always jokes flying. <laughs> Every five minutes, somebody's saying something funny, and it was good. No, I love that because Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy to me, I don't know, to me he should be like one of the biggest – I mean, he's really huge – but I think he should even be huger. And like, did you ever see that movie he did about the MMA fighter? Yeah, Warrior. He's great. What, well, what a great movie. That's like the greatest. I've seen that movie like 10 times. So hold on. We have Final Destination 5, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, X-Men's Origins, Wolverine, Blood Rain 2, uh, Animal 2, Snow Buddies, which in the chat room they're asking, how did you like working with dogs? <laughs> it was fun. Difficult at times, let me tell you. Um you know, because you have to do certain takes, you have to do them ten times because over trying and to over, it. yeah, over and over just to get the right look. And sometimes what they do is obviously they block shoot a little bit. They just right put the camera on the dogs for the puppies, and then they fix it in editing. But there are times, yeah, there are times where you, you know you're actually talking to the pup, and and you know what they communicate, right? So every once in a while you get the perfect shot where they look at you and they with those puppy dog eyes, and it's great. It was, but challenging, I, I will say that. It's almost like you got to keep the camera rolling all the time, not to miss stuff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and you know, um, our director Robert Vince and, and the producer of all the, those Snow Buddy movies, uh, he he was great at it. He had so much patience, and he knew how to. He'd done several movies, obviously prior uh, to that one, and he was really good at it. knew what to do, how to, and he had different sets of dogs coming in. Because after you know, after a month, they'd all get bigger. A couple months, they'd all get bigger. <laughs> they'd have to use another pups. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a movie I'll be in soon called Quigley, and it's about a, a dog who dies and goes to heaven. No, it's not. Oh, not? It's about a dog. It's about a I dog. He died and went to heaven. No, he comes down from heaven. To the fuck is the difference? He went. He wasn't well anyway. I mean, Mr. it's a Mr. sequel. Mr. Pain in the air. It's my here. movie, so it's a sequel. And then the dogs, two dogs, come down from heaven to save a toy factory. From a, a real yeah, estate that's, developer that's who's that, trying to steal it, and and the real estate developer's trying to steal it, and the, all the toys in the toy factory are made by autistic people. It's a really good family movie. Um, anyway, and, I will be working with dogs. Yeah, is we'll the have point. two dogs. And I was going to ask you, what tips could you give me about working with a dog? I've uh, never get, worked with a dog. If you uh, get to know the dog with the trainer, um, 
have the have the dog trainer introduce you to the dog properly and enjoy the dog. I mean, I did a movie once with a dog where they didn't want me to stay uh, say hi to the dog because the dog had to be upset with me because I was the bad guy in the movie. And oh wow, oh wow, so that, yeah. So they wouldn't let me pet the dog at all. Or oh, that's not and they right. would ask me to to like stare at it and. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. No, I love dogs, so I think I'm yeah, gonna we love have three restaurants. I'm gonna love working with these two dogs. It's gonna be fun. So it's wait, we have to it'd be great. Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Uh we just saw 88 minutes with Al Pacino not too long ago. Uh and then one of the a movie that I don't know if it did did all that well. I, I might have done well. I don't actually know. I loved it. I've seen it a zillion times. It was uh Rollerball with Chris Klein, LL Cool J, Rebecca Roman, Stamos, and Gene Reno. No, he's in the remake, though. Oh, not the original? <laughs> not the original. Not the original. Like, how was that? Like, and well, did you already know how to skate? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. And and that's one of the reasons I got on the movie, um, because of my action background. And I could skate and, and do a lot of tricks on rollerblades. Uh, but, you know, that was a one of the craziest movies, most fun movies, most challenging movies. Um, we had everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like, one of our sets burnt down right before starting to shoot. Um hmm. They didn't have all the cast in place, and the, and I was getting married. Here's a great story. So we're, we're we're in Montreal, we're doing rehearsals, and they said, okay, we 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 start shooting on Monday, and and all of a sudden this is the the Thursday, and I'm like, guys, you know, I have to leave because I'm getting married on Saturday, and like in two days, so I have to. And they're like, yeah, don't worry, it's all good. And then uh, John McTiernan, our director, says, okay, uh, we start shooting Friday. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> can't I, i'm going to get married so the producers are all like we can't tell john that because he's so focused on the movie if we tell him he'll he, he might fire you and get and i'm like no i've got a wedding to go to i'm gonna get fired because of this wedding and and i'm like well i'm getting married whatever all my family from montreal was in vancouver at this point because my wife is from vancouver and so everybody's there in montreal in vancouver i'm in montreal so i finally get a flight thinking oh my god i'm gonna get fired and sure enough, I fly into Vancouver Friday morning. I get married Saturday and I fly back Sunday morning. And John McTiernan's looking. And of course, he wants to shoot with me the first day. The first oh. scene. <laughs> so what, what the producers did was um, they got a photo double for me. And apparently it wasn't a great photo double. And so when John was looking for me, because they said, don't worry, John, we're not going to shoot any of your stuff. And sure enough, John decided to, you know, he would change on a dime and decide to shoot certain scenes in reverse order. And, um, and so they had to use the photo double and he was all upset, but they said, no, we told you he was getting married. So once he back Monday, good. 6am. Yeah. 6am. Okay, good. So I didn't get fired, but you didn't go on a honeymoon. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, we didn't get the honeymoon, but we did do a honeymoon after the movie. Okay. Okay. He couldn't hold that shot that shoot for another couple of days. That's no, I, I, and you know he was. I mean, and to put, I mean, he no, that, that that's really what you call selfish Hollywood. Okay, but you're talking about like how much? What's the budget on the film? Probably fifty million dollars or something. Yeah, I would say a good fifty, fifty million, and probably matter. more because it was shot it in Canada. You see, this is why we have a union. Union protects the actors from this kind of behavior. Um, he could have. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could have been, been reported to the union for that because oh, yeah, was, I'm sure he, I'm, I'm sure he was, but he didn't care. Uh, I know that, but you see, this is bad Hollywood. I don't care for that. I've been in situations where, not to me, but I've seen some pretty dirty, underhanded stuff happening. 
And I was appalled at it. You know, they like to use us like Hitchcock said, we're only cattle, Mm -hmm. you know, act as a cattle, which is really horrible for him to say it because he was a fat slob that looked like a cattle. He looked like a cow (laughs) and he's calling us cattle. But um, it's really sad that actors are so abused in so many ways, so many, so many ways they were abused. Hang on, because we have... And the union can't do anything about it. They reported. I you think know, that was I, abuse no, for you. because obviously we kept shooting and the producers were able to, to squash it, but... Um, it was your wedding. Did you like it? Did you like... I mean, did you, were you happy with the outcome of how that movie actually looked? I mean, I thought it looked First, great. I, I liked it. I was expecting more out of it. And I guess John's version of what... Because what we shot, there's so much of what we shot that didn't end up in, in, in the movie. And I felt bad for a lot of the stunt guys. You know, a lot of it was a brutal shoot as far as stunt guys go. And, and a lot of guys got banged up and, and I got beat up too. My I broke my leg, um, hairline fracture, but there was all kinds of, uh, of crazy action. But you know what? It was, it was the side the sidebar to that was that my dad was dying of cancer. He was terminally ill uh, with pancreatic cancer. And so we had to move up my wedding, which is why this happened as well. Okay. We, up the wedding. we got married. Uh, I ended up shooting in Montreal where my dad lived. Oh, that was nice. It was perfect. So I got to spend a lot of time. I got to bring him to set um, before he passed. So in that way, it was you know, it's a really memorable movie for me as far as I was able to spend a lot of time with my dad. Yeah, which You know what? It was your wedding. It wasn't a birthday party. Yeah. And I listen, I was on a film. Where they expect a, a huge rat. They made a rat the size of a Volkswagen. And yeah, and we're in a log cabin, and the rat is supposed to grab me by the leg, tears my leg off, throws me against the wall, then picks me up. I'm 80, 80 years old at the time, 79, I think I was. And I said to the director, I, I can't do that. You guys have to get a double. They said, We can't afford a double. I said, But I can't do that. It's crazy. You're not going to throw me against a wall. I mean, what are you crazy? I, I, I can't break. believe the director did that. That's well, he no. did. Well, anyway, this is one of the films that I walked off of because I wouldn't put up with their bullshit. So what did they do? They had the rat come upstairs from the basement with my arm and wristwatch in his mouth, <laughs> indicating that he ate me in the basement. Now they could have done that from the get go without me having to have a fit. Exactly. Yeah. So you see, this is what I mean that's, about that's this is of, those filmmakers. The I business. Mean. Burt Reynolds also had a lot of stories about how he, they once wanted him to go in a fire and he refused to go in the fire. And they said, well, we'll replace you. Imagine replacing, well, he was a stuntman then. It was he back. He wasn't Burt Reynolds then. He, he was Burt starting I know, but he wasn't like Burt oh, Reynolds. Oh, he wasn't. Like he wasn't. He was, <laughs> yeah. But so I, wait. I remember that story he told me. Yeah. I think, first of all, uh, sorry for the passing of your father. My mom also died of pancreatic cancer. And my ex-partner, and his ex-partner uh, 46 it's years a terrible disease. Died from it. Yeah, um, pancreatic cancer is a tough one, right? It's really, really hard on, on that person. It's crazy. Terrible. So no, one has, no one has ever survived it. In, in the chat room, they want to know if you've ever used your, had to use your Serbian language in anything. Oh, yeah. Um, I did a series called Power. Yeah, it's a stars network with 50 cent. And um, so I spoke Serbian in that at times as well. Uh, I was a Serbian uh, drug dealer, gang lord. um, And basically I was in charge of uh, 
the whole uh, drug feud. There ends up being a drug feud. So I was the one that that created this drug feud. So it was, um, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm this drug lord, a Serbian drug lord in Chicago. Is Serbian a Slavic language? Yeah. yeah. What does it sound like? Say hello. How are you in Slavic? Zdravoron, kakosimen. Yeah, it's I love it. So, I know. So, do you I, like I doing? Do you since you've done a lot of both TV and movies? Do you have a preference, or you don't really care? Is one of them easier than the other I, for you? I no, not easier. Um, they both present their own challenges. Uh, but for me, I, I mean, doing movies is why I got into the film industry. So, okay, I, I would probably say that's number one. But I do love the steadiness of of a television series. And the ability to create a character, an ongoing character for years is is something that I really enjoy as well. Do you still have to audition or do you just pretty much or do you pretty much get roles just of who you are? Are you kidding me? Of course I have to audition. <laughs> Everybody. Listen, yeah, listen. I wish, but no, I mean I get offers every once in a while, but yeah, I, uh, I, I audition all the time. There's okay. a, a major movie right now floating around and the stars, if I gave I won't give you their names, but they're asked to audition and they're big. Now, the question I wanted to ask you, and I forgot it. It was a good one, too, damn it. It's okay. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. Honestly, if you were in bed naked with Charlize Theron making love, would you be um, turned on? <laughs> Do you find her th- cute? Uh, I, I love her. Charlize is beautiful. Um I love yeah, her. I, and if my, when my wife watches this, she's going to hate me for this. But listen, <laughs> that, that would be a situation where, you know, I would literally, you know, I'm sure you've heard the term. I'm sorry if I do it. I'm sorry if I don't. You know? <laughs> very good answer. Good answer. And very diplomatic, too. Good answer. So that's funny. I, for, I forget who the actor was, but he was making love, I think, to Jacqueline Bissett in, in a film. And they asked him that, did you get turned on? He said, chill, man. He said, if you don't get turned on by her, he said, you're dead. He said, of course I got turned on. He said, and I had to apologize because, you know, it happened. And Jacqueline said, oh, I don't care. It was fun. So, you know, so, the, the female girls, they don't get crazy. It happens. Like, you know, get an erection when you're making naked. What can you do? It's nature. You know, you have no control over happen. that. Yeah. So you can maybe that maybe that if people watch this, they'll see this is the next thing. Maybe you can do a big romantic comedy. You could be like a leading man in a romantic comedy, and that's yeah, something she, new for she, you. Oh, right. I, I love it from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, I'll do absolutely. It. I think I think Charlize is probably one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. I love her. I think I've never met her or saw her in person, but my daughter Leslie did at an Academy Award function she went to, and she said that she was lovely and gorgeous. Oh, great! great. So here's my question I like to ask all the actors, um, and it's a two-part question. Actually, it's a three-part question. Male, a bucket list, male and female actor that you haven't had an opportunity to work with that you would love to work with, and they can be living or dead. It doesn't even make any difference. And then the, the next part of it, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Oh, man. That is crazy. Um <laughs> So many great movies. Uh, okay, let, let's go actors. Uh, um, you know, uh, there's an actor I really have a, a ton of respect for. Uh, look, oh, I mean, uh, Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro, great guys. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is one actor that I, I would I would have loved to uh, been able to work with. Um, and, and I still may. There's still time. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think Anthony Hopkins and and uh, I mean Mel Gibson because because of him. Mad Max. I, I've always wanted to work with Mel Gibson, so hopefully that can happen. I'm going to put it out there. Oh, actually, I'll put I'll put that out there for you too because I'm working on a film and they're talking about maybe getting Mel Gibson. So if we get him in the film, I'll come to you to play a role. <laughs> I'm in. You got me. And what what female? Uh, you like, and don't say Meryl Streep like everybody does. <laughs> I would always pick Charlize Theron because she's my favorite. Well, she is one of them. Um, oh. Uh, Meryl Streep was obviously. Uh, uh, I just from Bridges of Madison County for me is one of the movies that I loved Meryl Streep in, and oh, it's a great um, romantic comedy, uh, not comedy, romantic drama. You know, yeah. I was asked, I was asked that question, and I said I would love to have played with Anna Magnani. He might you know who Anna Magnani was. I I don't Italian actress who's wonderful. Working with her would have been. Pro Do you ever see Burt Lancaster in the Rose Tattoo? With yes. my money, yes, that's a part I would love to have played. That was a hell of a, a writing and a hell of a movie, and the Bert and Anna were brilliant together, absolutely brilliant. So wait, okay, while you're thinking about another actress, <clears throat> give us a movie or two that you think that would have been fun to be in. Well, here's another actress, uh, Monica Bellucci. Yes, yes, that's a good one, and nobody's she, ever said that. That's a good. She's one. a good actress. Uh, what movies? Oh man. That's such a tough one. Uh, we are a name-dropping show, in case you didn't get that by now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? People love it. They write us emails to send us things on the computer. Oh, more names, more names. We love when we, we talk about the stars that we love. You make them real people. I said, well, they are real people. What do you think? They were cartoons? <laughs> well, actors um, are real people. Movies, I mean, movies, movies. You've already, you've, I mean, because like, like some of the movies you've been in are like so freaking like, like amazing, awesome. But I want to ask him that movies. question. I have to ask you this. Wait, question. I want him to answer the movie question. I'll oh, ask I, him another before, one. Come back to the movie. Before, thing. I, got five minutes left. before I forget, yeah. if a fan runs up to you and says, Oh, I love you. I love your work. I think you're terrific. Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. How do you react? Are you embarrassed? Do you blush? Yeah, usually because I'm Canadian, so I don't expect anybody to know who the hell I am, right? So <laughs> I just walk up, and, and so I'm always caught off guard when people say that. But no, I'm, I'm the guy that I'll shake hands and hug and and say, "Hey, uh, thank you." You know, I look, I'm greatly appreciative of of people. You know, if my work resonates with people, if the movies I'm in resonate with people, I if you come up to me and say, "I loved you in this." I'll take the time. If you know, obviously, if I'm having dinner with my my kids or something like that, it'd be different. But I'd even tell them then, just give me a sec. But um, sure. yeah, I uh, of course I would say hi and probably give them a hug. <laughs> I like That's a good it. If I get recognized, I get very embarrassed. I feel stupid. <laughs> I do. I feel very. I said, I'm no. nobody. I've been around a hundred years. Nobody knows who I am. What are you telling me? How great I am. Do you ever see me in a movie? They say, well, yeah. Then they told me the movie. I say, I wasn't in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you look like the guy that was. Everybody always said, thinks oh, he looks okay. like Tony Curtis back right. in the day. And he oh, was friends with Tony Curtis. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Tony Curtis was a buddy of mine, and I miss him every day. So wait, wait, go. Tell us a movie. Tell us a movie. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, this is... This is a cop out a bit, but uh, Mad Max obviously would have been. Oh yeah, there you the go. That's the original, uh, just because I, I love that movie so much growing up, and 
Uh, and that's what got me into acting. So that I would probably have to say it would be Mad Max. I like um, love it. What else? What else? What else? I know there's other ones. Uh, I mean, uh, okay. Star Wars would have been pretty cool to have been a part of. Uh, so the original doing, Star Wars, yeah. We're doing a movie. Uh, that you would have been good in Star Wars. Yeah, you would have been I could see you in that. For some reason, your face looks like it should have been in Star So tell Wars. tell your ange- your agent to get you on The Mandalorian, and, and that'll get, open a door for you to get yeah, you. Yeah, we've, we've, we've had some talks. Uh, they've, they've tried. They've worked on some things. And um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully that'll come together. I like life. I want to ask you a question, Mike, and it's a very, very political yeah, two question. Minutes. Oh, two minutes. Oh, don't ask minutes. politics. It's not, don't tell me what you do. You're not my director. <laughs> you're my husband. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, how do you feel about gays have to act gay, Jewish, oh, Jewish, Spanish, Spanish, Greek, Greek, that we're not allowed to be somebody else because it's racist? And that's what's been said to us. I have a movie that we're doing, and it's a Jewish woman that has got to be the character. She's very Jewish from Brooklyn, and now they tell me she must only be a Jewish actress because I wanted Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Coolidge. Coolidge, but she's oh, not Jewish. Right. So look at poor Jennifer didn't get the job. Uh, that's a tough one. Look, because I, I I'm not Russian and I played Russians. Um, I've played awesome. Albanians. I've I've played you know Greeks. Um, that's acting. It's, it's yeah, but acting. You know, and to play uh, to play gay, if I had to, I would. Yeah, I, I think it should be allowed. I won't do it because gay no. people would say, why didn't you get a gay actor to play gay? Why did a straight guy do it? Because they make us look like shit. So everybody's got this issue about their whatever. I think they should mind their fucking business. It's Hollywood. <laughs> get out of our lives with your politics. Let us go on with our work. Because if, if I'm only going to play Italian mafia, that's what I am. I'm Italian. And yeah. I always play mafia. No. I'd like to play something else. Well, the actors, yes, that's what we do, right? We we play yes. different. Yeah, characters. but, but yeah. they they only cast me now as an Italian cop mafia hitman because I get very butch. I get really tough when I work, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't look anyway. Like, and I don't look like this. I look like Hagar Chuck. Because we got to love it. I love so it. Like you're a nice boy. You this is you're Mike. a nice guy, and I hope we meet one day. I'd like to shake your hand. You're a good guy. Likewise, Ron. Follow Mike on Instagram, you guys. Check out his new movie, Mercy. Check out all the stuff that we mentioned all the names of because he's got so many titles, and I'm sure there's many more coming. We wish you all the luck with everything that you're Absolutely. doing. I'm going to go look for your action figure tonight when we get off and see if I can find it. And um, <laughs> and I'm going to put you on the list of people, and if we make a movie with Mel Gibson, we're also making a movie with Mark Hamill. That's a definite. Oh, uh, wow. That's, that's um, the one I'm in. I'm and, in that uh, movie. he's in that one. So, uh, so if I'm excited about that one. That's the movie. So I, I, I might reach out to you and see if it got some stuff that you might be interested in once I get the money all lined up. Perfect. I'm in. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So have a good one. Good luck on the new show that you're starting soon. And uh, best of luck to your daughter. I hope she's feeling better. And and thanks and so much I for love coming Montreal. on the show. I love Montreal. I know. Montreal's a great city, right? I love Montreal. I'm a New Yorker. So we used to go, drive up to Montreal to go to all the clubs. And I had the best times when I was young. Montreal was rocking, baby. Let me and, tell you. and Don yeah. says goodbye to the hot Santa that you're like smoking hot. Uh, 
<laughs> see, I'm blushing now. See? <laughs> see I got all the women, lady like all the women in the chat room, all they do is write, Oh, look how cute he is. He's got see a great that? smile. He's so hot. <laughs> oh, stop so it. You, you guys made my well, day. You, thank you. If you didn't know if they didn't know who you were before today, they do now and they all think right. you're gorgeous. So thank you so much for oh, coming on the right. show. My thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it, guys. Okay. Bye bye. Go and get them. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah, get yeah. them. All right, everybody. We're going to do a quick mu- music a nice break. Guy. He's we're a gonna, regular joke. We're going to play nice. 10 Sharp You, you guys. When we come back, we'll have our second guest, Dennis Mound. So enjoy 10 Sharp. This is you. And we'll be right back. Don't come easy I never 
everybody. That was 10 Sharp. You, we want to give a shout out. Hud Brevinals joined us in the chat room and he's uh, just moving into his new house. So congratulations. And now we're going to bring on our next guest. Let's bring him on. Hey, ho, Dennis, what's up? How you doing? Doing great, gentlemen. How are you? Good. All right. Now that I know we can hear you, we'll talk. We'll we'll do an inter- a proper introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, producer, casting director Dennis Mallon. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad I listened in to Mike's interview. Oh my gosh, what a tough act to follow. What a great yeah. guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. Everybody, we don't invite him on if they're not going to be cool. And we That's bring it. out the best in everybody. That's it. That's it. So this is Ron. We know how to do it. How are you? Ron, you look like Tony Curtis, my friend. Glad to be on. Heard a lot about you. Excited. We have a bunch of people in the chat room. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys and gals. How's everyone today? Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Somebody named Katie Payne says, woohoo. I don't know who that is, so she might be somebody (laughs) you know. Hey, Katie, what's up? Katie Payne in the chat room. (laughs) All right. So movie with Katie. I just oh, okay. uh, how, how old are you? I am 53 years old, sir. Oh, have I got a girl for you? <laughs> are, are you single? Uh, I am engaged. Please do not get me in trouble. Shit, I I'm engaged. Please don't get me in trouble. <laughs> I have an old maid daughter. Yeah. She was she was uh Miss America runner, Miss America runner up. She's a gorgeous, she looked like Michelle Pfeiffer, Grace Kelly. But he's engaged. Nice. So she's a green eyed I'm still selling. She's a green eyed, <laughs> green eyed blonde beauty. I'm okay. trying to I'm trying to get a So where are you right Wait, now? You got any oh. friends that are looking for a nice girl? <laughs> well, Ron, first off, do I look like I'm 53? What? No. Do I look like I'm 53? No. No, neither by my daughter doesn't look 52. Nice. Nobody looks old. Do I look 63? I know. No, I mean, 83. 83. What the fuck am I saying? You're a young Tony Curtis. No one looks their age anymore unless they want to. This is true. So, so where wait, are wait, wait, you? I got, I'm on wait. a roll here. No. Bro. Shut up. The girlfriend, what does she do? She's cute or what? My fiance is gorgeous. She is. Um, she did work for the Chicago Theater. She did production design, wardrobe design. And now I, I am her muse. So okay. she takes care of me, and you know we've been together four years now. Uh, Good. So you got engaged, right? What's that? You got engaged. Yes, sir. How big is the diamond? Uh not big enough. How big? <laughs> not, not not big enough, Ron. A, a carrot uh, at least. Half. Half carrot, yeah. but it's in a really nice setting, right? It's in a, it's one one of those big settings, making it look bigger than you know. <laughs> Now, now yeah. you have to become a very successful actor, so you can get a million a picture. Actually, well, that's, that's the first. That's the first thing you gotta. You know, you gotta get that. I'm, I'm thinking two carrots. You know, what I love about Leanne, she's not ostentatious. She's very gorgeous as she is. Uh, doesn't like big showy things. So the size of the diamond doesn't matter. It's the love behind it that matters. Can I write that down? I'm going to use yes. that. Yes. Yeah. You should actually use that. That was pretty good. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's true. I have a very old ring that was given to me many years ago, and it has three um, one-carat marquees. One, two, three. So it's a three-carat marquee. Nice. He said, when you die, I want that. No, you said I would have it after 20 years. First of all, you said after no, we've no, been no, together no. 20 years. You said years. to me one time, oh, when you die, I want that ring. Well, your daughter's gay. 
Uh, no, you tell because you had already told me I could have it. Because Jimmy loves big diamonds. I love I love ostentatious shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. So yeah, wait, nice. I want to get back because I I noticed on first of all, you guys can follow Dennis on social media. He's it's Dennis Mallon, I T S D E N N I S M A L L E N, and he's that's his Instagram, TikTok, and I don't know what I guess Dennis Mallon on Facebook probably exactly. right. Exactly. And Dennis and I met through a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Rebecca Mahan, right? Isn't that how yes. we met? Yes. yes many yes. years ago. Yes. And I, we follow each other on social media. And on your social media, it says New York, L.A., and Florida or something like So how do you go bounce? Do you have places to live in all of them, or you just go bouncing for work all over the place? Sure. Well, I'm originally from New York, New Jersey. Okay. okay. So where, in, where in Jersey? Where in Jersey? Uh, I was born in Kearney, New Jersey, Hudson County. Right that's, out, up, out that's, that's northern Jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah. Really north. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come from the same county as um, Frank Sinatra, uh, Peter Dinklage, and... Um, no, Sinatra came from Hoboken. Yeah, that's Hudson County. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, the county, but not the town. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, I was thinking you were further north, up near Sparta. No, my, my sister's up there. That's God's country. That's up in the I woods. love it up there. I was going to yeah. move to Sparta. Nice. Oh, it's a beautiful town. Gorgeous. Okay, so wait, you got people in New Jersey. What? Do you, where are you right now, first of all? Are you in Florida? I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm in Central Florida. I'm in Highlands County, Avon Park. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm from basically. Florida, so I'm from Florida. Nice. I met him in Florida, and I'm, I was born in Miami, and I uh, was raised in West Palm Beach. I grew up in, high, in Jacksonville. Oh, nice. High school, Jacksonville College in Gainesville, and then I lived in Boca and Pompano in all South Florida. And um, I, was, I was given the silver spoon when I was born. I was born in Brooklyn in the projects. All right. There you go. <laughs> and then what about, do you come out to California often? Not recently, not since the pandemic. I mean, I had so much booked right until the pandemic where I was out there with uh, with three different projects and then everything came to a grinding halt. Uh, but I it's was fortunate. Uh, <laughs> now the halt is back again with the, now with yeah, the strike. With the strike. It's, it's crazy, but I was working. I, I did a lot down here. I did a uh, I did a whole season of a uh, series. Daddy, we're back. I did six different mask commercials. Believe it or not. And Wait, what, kind of, what kind of commercials? Mask, COVID. Oh, mask oh, commercials, yes. COVID commercials. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, what is, I know, I know, I saw you do a lot of commercials, actually. Um, but what good is it? You couldn't see your face. <laughs> well, you got to be it doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, you got a nice smile. Yeah. Now I could tell people that was me, not you. Look, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't him. That was me behind that mask. As so long actually, as the residuals come my way, Ron. <laughs> actually, though, yeah, I love the Jersey accent. I love it. You still got it, hey, baby. Hey, you never hey. lose it. It works in film. Better I, than something like that here. Actually, too, I noticed orange, I orange, and bow and dog. Water, water, dog, orange, water, water. water, dog, and bow. I noticed you, that you have a new, a new. I don't know if it's a movie. It's in pre-production. It's called The Italians. But I'm friends with Bailey. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I actually like met her through Georgia Film Fund or something. Okay. I'm not exactly one of those. What's things. this She's film gorgeous. about? Now you touch my area. Italians. Watch it. Zach Dieppe, the writer producer. Uh, his father. The way the story goes, his father was an ambassador. You got somewhere in Europe, okay? So Zach has enough content for seven different seasons. Long story short, I've got a lead role. I'm playing the, uh, I want to get this right, the assistant director of New York City Homeland Security. I'm the most corrupt politician that's ever served New York. <laughs> I'm like a real politician. 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Now, Bailey is uh, she's one of the producers. She's also my boss. She's okay. gorgeous. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 such a great script. Zach has us. We're going to be shooting, of course, New York. He goes Paris, Dubai, um, and uh, and Berlin. So it's been in the works for a few years now. I had a conversation with him, I guess, about a month ago. He's lining everything up. But once once you you know once it hits, it hits, and you just run hard. So I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for him. In the in the chat room when, when we were talking about Charlize Theron, you wrote, "I worked with Charlize twice." What did you work with you her? Worked on? with Charlize? I I did, Ron. I did. Ooh. I was. Uh, I did was. You get to did you get to kiss her? What? What? Let me. Let me. In Devil's yeah, Advocate. I can't wait. Tell me. <laughs> my first everything was Devil's Advocate. Oh, okay. great movie. My my first feature. I'm a SAG extra. My first everything. I got picked out of the crowd. I worked with Mr. Pacino for my first time. Keanu, Craig T. Nelson. I so the guy who wrote that good. lives down the street from us. Right. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. uh, I got well, his daughter. That's her name. No, his yeah. name is Nita. He, yeah, he writes under a different name. He he's the guy who wrote it, though. Oh, okay. Uh, he lives down the street. Amazing. Amazing. So did you get to talk to them? So not in Devil's Advocate. I, I got a story regarding Devil's Advocate. I worked with her on that, and then I worked with her in Woody Allen's Celebrity. And oh. I was I was dancing with her. I was in a dance club seeing some such a clubby guy, right? And it's it's <laughs> me, it's Dennis Mallon, Kenneth Branagh, Charlize Theron. We're all dancing, we're all bopping around downtown New York in the village. And uh what a sweetheart. I'm six one. I'm in love with her, you know. <laughs> I, I I, she's her. like one of my like all time like favorites, and I always liked her and everything. But then when she joined the Fast and Furious, because that's one of my fan, favorite franchises, okay. uh, when she joined that, I like love it, and I have a she's she's one of my most favorite beauties. I compare her to Grace Kelly, who I was crazy about. Also, there you go. I love those blonde, blue eyed, you know, Nordics. I'm Italian, that's why I'm dark. I like light. My, my I, fiance, is, Ron. She is she as beautiful in person as on film? Yeah, yeah, I figured yeah. that. So I got to tell you about Leanne, my fiance. She did, I think she did her 23 and me. She traces her lineage back to Rathnar Lothbrook. I am oh, married wow. a Viking queen. He doesn't know who that is, but I know who that oh, is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people don't know who that is. No, it's Vikings. Well, uh, he's a famous I know, Viking. I know, I know who the Vikings are. He's a, he, well, that's a really famous Viking. I actually think that I even have a Funko Pop of that Viking. Oh, and I think it's worth a lot of money. Nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Which I like, love the so whole do you thing. Miss, do you miss New Jersey? At times, I I miss. Uh, now I'm I'm up there quite a bit. I've been I've been going back and forth, uh, shooting up there, coming back here. Um, I, I love where I am in Florida because I get to hide. I'm kind of I'm in Central Florida. I'm in Highlands County. It's uh, I'm landlocked, which is fine because everything's an hour away, and I do a lot of work down here. But New York's two hours away, two and a half hour flight. You know, I miss I miss New York terribly. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to go back. We're moving back next year. Nice. Whereabouts uh, are you guys going? California's not for me, that's for sure. Too many phonies. Too much bullshit out here. Yeah, you know, I'm right. used to saying you're my buddy and trusting the person I say that to. Out here, you say you're my buddy, and they look at you like you're weird. Not not the same. You gotcha. know, New York and New Jersey, we are just like no one else in this country. So blatantly honest. So how do you? But we have a bond. We have a a camaraderie, a bond. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, how do people find you for all your commercial? Like, because you're in a lot of. I was like looking. You, Tommy, Tommy John underwear, the Florida Lottery, Monday Night Football, food catering. I don't even know what a new more attire is, but like you have a lot of commercials. Like you do a lot of commercials. How do people? Do you have an agent that books those, or how do they people find you for that? You know, so Florida is an interesting thing. You guys were talking SAG in the last um, in the last segment. Florida, there isn't a lot of SAG work per se. There is a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff going on. But it's a matter of building your network. I'm in the business 28 years. I've got a solid network. I've got people in New York, LA, down here. And you guys know if you do good work, if you're if you're respectable, you're prepared, you show up early, because if you're on time, you're late, word gets out. So it's <laughs> right. Yeah, right or wrong. So I work with a lot of the same people. And when they're looking for someone, I've got this this one great agent. I've got a bunch of great agents, and I hate to throw names out there. I'm really like the go-to guy for a bunch of people. I did this one. Um, I did a yeah, Super Bowl commercial with uh, Serena Williams for Remy Martin. I get a call from uh, my agent in Miami. She calls me on a Thursday. She goes, uh, Dennis, you're a chef, right? You have on a chef. Now, I went to culinary school 30 plus years ago, lifetime ago. I'm like, yeah, I can cook. She goes, don't lie to me. Can you cook? Yes, I can cook. Good. Tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., you're doing a Remy Martin commercial. It's, it's paying scale plus. La, 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 la. All right. I don't, you know, some, something falls in your lap. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. You need me on a flight. You need me in a car. Where do you need me? I'm there. And uh, 5 a.m. call time. I show up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I worked with Serena Williams, and it was uh, it was big in the Super Bowl. And, yeah, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's a matter of building your network. You guys know that because there's great people to work with, and there's people you don't want to ever see again. Right. Yeah, we have a lot of of both, actually. Jimmy tells me I should do commercials. I said, yes, Viagra, funerals, (laughs) coffins, you know, cemeteries. I could do all those Uh, commercials, right? What the hell am I going to do? You have another TV series called Champion with Alex Baca, and she's in a movie I'm doing called My Porn Star Wife. They uh, they, they, they added her to the cast list that we're working on now, and she's gorgeous. She was uh, one of the extras. She was one of the extras with us. Okay. I was a, um, I was a, um, it, I was like a coach. If you look at Rocky, you look at Mickey from Rocky. I was a real yeah. scummy Mickey. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I train a lot. So I, I called the producers like uh, a few months prior. I go, look, I want to gain some weight. What do you think? You're in great shape. What do you mean? I go, I got to look a little bloated. I got to look a little obnoxious. I feel I'm a New Yorker. I want to channel that character. So I show up on set 10 pounds heavier. I wear a uh, Jeff cap and I got a guinea tee on or, you know, an undershirt or whatever you want to call it. Right. He calls it guinea tee too. Gu- 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 guinea- <laughs> of course, we're going to have a lot of people screaming tomorrow. But that's okay. <laughs> but I-, I call it, I'm Italian. I'm allowed. So I call it a guinea. Are you Italian? Too. What are you? I-, I am. I'm Italian, Irish, Brazilian. Okay. So you're allowed to say guinea tee shirt. Thank-, thank you. Thank you, Ron. And I, and I show up and I've worked with Lexi before different things. And it was such, it was such an iconic scene because, Natalia Glass, one of the leads, she got this opportunity to go to this other school. One girl that was fighting for me had to break her arm. I pushed her to the side, had somebody else come in. It was a fun shoot. It just premiered out in LA, I guess about a I guess about a month ago now. So yeah, that's it's gonna be an exciting series. I can't wait to do more. So I think it's just fun. Like you do more shorts than probably anybody I've ever seen. When I went down your IMDb, you had like a hundred shorts and uh <laughs> 
Uh, and then you've got some big tell, movies. Tell our audience what shorts are, honey. They don't. Oh, so a sh- short is a short film, you guys. It's maybe, I don't know. I don't know how long the shorts no, are. No, they could have in. thought it men underwear. Shorts uh, are men's underwear. NET, shorts. I mean. So you have to be more specific. But yeah, so so do you do the shorts for, well, I mean, I guess sometimes, I mean, because shorts win an Academy Award nowadays. So if shorts can win an Academy Award, it's great to keep your acting chops honed, you know, for working yeah. with everything. Dennis, uh, Dennis, the truth. Sir. I'm ready to shoot myself. If I don't get to work soon, I don't know what to do with myself. I've, I'm in the business 64 years. I've worked all my life. Yeah, all right? Jeez. Now I'm at a, The COVID killed me. Now this strike, what do you do when you're not working? So here, here's the thing. And Jimmy, you know, Rebecca Mahan, love her dearly. We put together a three-pronged approach, okay? And I'm giving away all the secrets on Jimmy Star show because it's the biggest show I've been on. Let me say it's with Ron Russell. Yeah, I'll beat with the Ron Russell. Fucking I'm shit out of you when I, see you. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I, you cut me off. I was gonna go. No, there. No, you, you were rolling on. You were rolling. No, 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 no! Don't drive me, baby. I'm from Brooklyn. You were it rolling looks. on. <laughs> it's the Ron Russell with Jimmy Star show because Ron's no, the it's just the Ron Russell show and fuck Jimmy Star. <laughs> you know, it, it's like going to the gym, guys. Right? You you, you got to keep you got to keep sharp. You got to keep your brain sharp. Your 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 body sharp. Doing shorts, I a I win awards. B I work with new directors because you never know who's next. Right? You never yes. know who's going to shoot out like a cannon on TikTok or something. The shorts are all over. I've won ca- I've won cons with shorts. I've won LA festivals with shorts. And it really, it, it really gets my big nose out there because people recognize you. I did one short, Unlawful Duties. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. I think we got like a million views. And I look at it, there's got to be one person of influence. Here I got two gentlemen of influence that have seen the movie. So now we're making that into a feature. And who's got the lead role? Me. So if you look at what I've got coming up, I got three scripts in front of me to do over the next month and a half. Mind you, I've got features coming up too, but I got to keep my instruments sharp. I got to keep my instruments sharp. So working through the strikes, I got to do what I got to do. So I coach new actors. I teach them the business of the business, you know, because it's show business, not show friends. Uh, I market. That was good. I like that. Show business, not show friends. I like that. Thank you. You can use that whenever you want. Yes. You guys, love you guys. Please feel. Um, you know, but you guys, if you want to see him, so his TikTok, like half of his TikTok videos are him like working out and showing you how cute he is. So you can go on TikTok and follow him. He's he's he he does TikToks like at four o'clock in the morning. It says oh, I'm driving to set. Uh, uh, you know, all different kinds of things. But it is fun. It's entertaining. And his TikTok and his Instagram are it's Dennis Mallon. Um, so you can go to all. We of were those. supposed to go to work next week in nice. Nevada on a movie. Okay. So I play a very important movie star's father. It's a big role for me, and I'm excited about it. I cry in it, which is something I want to do. Nice. So I memorized all my lines, which took forever at 83. And guess what? Now we're not doing it. I forgot them. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. I find if I don't do them the day before or three day or week before, sure. how are you with lines? I'm good. I'm good with lines. And I got, to, mem- to remember lines. So I, I got a method to it. Like good. even with the shorts, even with the shorts that I'm doing, I'll read the script cradle to grave a dozen times. Cause a lot of people just read their part. 
and they don't know how what you do impacts. You got to read the whole. Read a creative to grave 12 times. Then I focus on my part. The best thing is getting the, the daily call list because you know what scene's doing. You know what scene you need to focus on. So though I might have everything crammed in, okay, I focus on that scene. So as you just said, you forgot everything before you went on. That's okay. It's up here, Rod. But tomorrow you're doing scene five, pages 10 through 12, whatever it might be. Focus on that. Okay. You already have it up here. Now you're focused on the task at hand. And that's how I do it. That's how I do it. That's I, how I, do that the, I do that with the sides. Yeah. You know, when I'm working, I read the sides and then I quickly go on the set and do it. Yeah. <laughs> but from here to the camera, I can sometimes forget them. Uh, <laughs> Betty Davis, who I knew, by the way, I'm name dropping. Screw you if you don't like it. I love but, it. But no, not you. I meant the audience. But, <laughs> Betty, but Betty Davis said to me, we would, I would talk to her about Filmo always. She loved talking about her business. Mm -hmm. She said, Ron, I knew everybody's lines in the whole movie. Yeah. She yeah. said, so I watched and I knew who was going where and what. She said, you have to do that as an yeah. actor. She said, you can't be a contained actor. No. She said, you have to be part of the ensemble, part of the group. And learn everybody's lines. And I thought to myself, well, I was 50 at the time. And at 50, I could do it. Mm -hmm. But now if I had to remember everybody's lines, I'd be fired. I, so I, I bet. I bet knowing, getting to know you, Ron, and how you are, I bet you you know a lot more and you retain a lot more to what you're giving yourself credit for. Well, I rewrite the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Sometimes you and... Wait, sometimes the director likes it because the, yeah. you know what? I play always a Brooklyn tough guy. Hey, hey yeah, I'm going to tell you something I'm talking about. And they once gave me a line to say in the movie. I don't remember it, but I'm going to give you a for instance. It was like, kill him. Oh, shucks, darn heck, don't kill him. I mean, what mafia tough Brooklyn talks that way? And I said to the director, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm from Brooklyn. I know people in the business yeah. that, are, that are wise guys. I know how they talk. He said, well, how would you do it? And I said, this is how I would do it. He said, give me more of that. Give me more of that. So I did. Because many, they don't know. They're not from Brooklyn. They're not Italian. They don't know wise guys. I do. Uh, how many A-listers either use cue cards or just make up the scene on their own? Tons I of them. Oh, I hear tons. a lot of that. Tons. So, so I was gonna, that's my question to you. So do yes. you ever rewrite because you're not comfortable with the line? So... I tr when I do my character development, I, I believe in doing a ton of character development. See, you know, that's I, what I do. I, 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 do, I do the Vulcan mind meld with the writer and producer. Okay, Jimmy, Ron, this is what I'm thinking about the character. And I go on and on and on with my page notes. And literally, they're like, wow, that's amazing. Well, have you thought of this? I'm usually about 90, 95% on, okay? And just a little tweak here, a little tweak there. It's important because I can emote, just like you were saying, and I, I like playing raw characters. So if it's going and something hit, something hits me and I got to cry or get emotional, boom, I can do it. But if I haven't done that work, I'm not able to get there, if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. Good advice, actually. You know, when I did Macmillan and Wife TV, ugh, nice. oh, I hate television because television is not, it's not movies. I don't know what the hell it is. But it, everything has to be line perfect. Yeah. You cannot put an it where it doesn't belong. 
Mm-hmm. And they're very fanatical about that. And that's why I think a lot of television sounds corny. Sure. sure. Because I, I, the one thing I did like about Hitchcock was Hitchcock told his actors, act. That's what you get paid for. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to direct them and tell them how to act. Either you are an actor or you're not an actor. Sure. Uh, he, he put you on the spot. And I believe in that. I believe actors have to have a, a certain degree of freedom to move around and play. Because, listen, director, don't you want a good movie? Don't you want people to think that you directed me well when you don't know what you're doing? But anyway, so let me have my freedom to give you what I have. Sure. Do you believe in that? So I, I do. I come from the school of Tom Hanks. And, and Tom Hanks says, you know, if you show up on time, you're late, right? Always show up right. Be off book because nobody else is off book and bring 10 different ideas because a lot of directors, and please correct me if I'm wrong, they're very technical. Yeah. Not artistic, technical. They're they're not creative. They're not artistic. So what what I kind of, what I kind of find, I find it ironic and, you know, kind of, I guess, to the credit that we work and whatnot, I'll get, I'll give three takes and I'm, I'm warming up and I'm like, and they're like, all right, circle that. Moving on. I'm like, well, can I give you one more? Nope. Got what I need. I feel like I got one more and I want to try this and this and this. What do you think? Now we're good. Okay. So I'm glad you got what you need. I appreciate that. I feel good. Right. But I'm creative. I'm artistic. I got one more and I want to try something different. Now moving on. I hate that. Don't even talk yeah, to me. Yeah, he doesn't like that either. I go crazy. I want to hit them and, so and throw things at them. And so wait, I want to like choke them with the cables. I want to like so. No, listen, I'm in a film which we're shooting now. It's not a SAG, so we're going to shoot it. It's a very dear friend of mine's movie, and I'm doing a cameo. No, film. it is SAG. Oh, how can we do it? Then? We can't do it till we're not doing Red River. No, we can't do it until the strike is over. I it's a four million dollar budget. It's a SAG film. Oh, it's, I didn't know it's that. not a little film. It's anyway, a big film. <laughs> Jennifer, uh, Jennifer um, James, James, the fabulous director, yeah, is my buddy, <clears throat> and I'm doing this cameo for her. And all I do is answer a phone and talk about how they the, the government broke into my laboratory and took all the papers and documents. Ouch. And I said to her, you know what? I can't do this. It's so fucking boring. I said, can I do this while I speak? Well, yes, you know, the government came in and they took all of the uh, things that I have. Yeah, that nobody that, that's not watching understands that. So okay, yeah. well, I just picked my nose, rolled it, and threw it. Yeah. How many people do that on the phone? So she said, oh, no, we can't do that. I said, Jen, let's give it a shot. She said, okay, Ron, I'll tell you what, we'll shoot it three ways. My way, your way, and then the both of us way. I said, okay, if I don't pick my nose, then I have to do something. With, I, I have to have my hand in my face. Yeah. Because back in my day, in the 50s, the first thing they taught you were hands tell a story. They do. Use your hands whenever you can in a scene to make it happen. Yep. So whenever you see, even on this show, I do this a lot. I, I always put my hands in my face because it's an attention grabber. Got it. Okay. Now, would you do this? Would you pick your nose in a movie? So I, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I, I was in a comedic in, and I know we were talking earlier. You were talking earlier. Comedy is tough, and I've got a story. I hope, hope we get there. And I, I was li- literally playing this off the wall doctor. And uh, if you give me enough room, I'll give you whatever you need. So I'm, I'm going into it, and I'm like, 
So I, I did it and the director's like, wait, what? That was brilliant. Can you do it again? I'm like, yeah, okay. So then you take it to the next level and you just keep, if you give us enough room, okay, that's why I love the Mel Brooks. You cannot tell me all of his movies were scripted. Maybe there was a premise, maybe there was an outline, but oh my gosh, that brilliance alone. Okay. Love when Mel. we did we did great people. I, I hope you saw I hope you saw great people. I was I had a lead role. Mel Brooks. Yes, sir. My very good friend Gypsy the Drag Queen. You okay. ever know Gypsy? Gypsy the Drag Queen? He was into having to have not with Mel, uh, it was a Mel Brooks film with his wife, Anne Bancroft, if okay. you remember the film, about the Nazis that played it. Anyway, so he know. said that it was a wonderful set because he was not an actor, but he, he was given the freedom to be oh, 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 a silly, frightened, you know, gay guy. Uh-huh. And uh, Mel Brooks, he said, was wonderful. So I agree with you. Mel let everybody, Hitchcock also, let everybody yeah. go. Sure. Sure. Good to write. That's why they Wait, I want to brag directors. real quick because we've got five minutes and I have a couple questions. Yes, sir. First of all, some other stuff you guys can see Dennis in. He was in Killing Reagan, um, which uh, with the guy from SWAT. I love the guy from SWAT. Uh, is, is also in that Jumanji: yeah. The Next Level, The Irishman, The Devil's Advocate, and 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 are you an MMA fighter? Do you know how to fight? So <laughs> I have a I have a first degree in uh, Taekwondo. So okay, because you're I in. Can take care of myself. You did a movie called MMA with I don't know who Conan Lee is, but Mary Wilson's been on our show before Got she it. died. She was on oh, our show, and Eric Roberts has been on the show. Yep. And uh, Eric's a good guy. Too. I'm working with two uh, with Mr. Roberts in uh, two movies coming up. So yeah, that's now, cool. he's tall, right? He's like six five, six six. No, he's not tall. He's, no, he's not that tall. He's short. No, he's, he's not short. Littler than me. I'm six foot. No, I think I, he's like, I'm six one. I think he's about five eleven. Oh, no, so he's he, got, he came up to here. And I have to look at pictures because we got to took a bunch of pictures with him. You know what it is? He sort of hunches. He doesn't stand like this. Got it. He kind of roll. Like, he, he doesn't have the best posture. But my best, my favorite. But he's a great guy. I love him. And I don't call him Mr. Lo I call him Eric. Oh, he likes he'll call him Eric. Do, do, do you ever Eric. see Best of the Best? That's like one of my favorite yes. movies. Oh, my gosh. That sure. he's in. That's like one of my. I love those MMA fighting movies. Like Warrior, we were talking earlier about uh, with our other guest because I love mm -hmm. Thomas Hart, Tom Hardy. I have the best oh, yeah. picture of Eric and I on the red carpet of a movie and he's got his hand over my mouth and the caption is, oh boy, does he really say it? Because <laughs> I was talking about Eric in the film and he didn't want me to say what I said and went like that. And it's a Getty picture, so it's a wonderful picture of the two of us. That's awesome. So also, you guys, follow Dennis on TikTok and Instagram. It's, it's Dennis Mallon. We have two and a half minutes. What do you um, want to say? What do you want to tell us? Well, I want to answer the questions that you guys asked the other guy to close it out. Come on. Oh, okay. There we go. That's my yeah. favorite question, too. All right. Male and female star that you would love to be on your bucket list in any movie that you could have ever been in, what movie would you have been in? Like Godfather them. 1, 2, and 3. I've worked with Mr. Pacino three times. I'd love to have a one-on-one -on -one scene with him. We're both getting older, God willing. We had Jackie uh, Russo on our show a couple of weeks ago, and he was like one of the guys in The Godfather. Oh. Uh, he's great. Johnny's a character. He's a character. All right, male and female. Oh, um, the movies, male and female. Jennifer Lawrence. Um, yes, Sandra I love Bullock. Uh, yeah, Jennifer anything, Lawrence. Jennifer Bullock are awesome. Anything, anything that Denny Villeneuve directs. I, I love Dune. Dune 2 coming out. 
any of the stuff coming up. I, I'm a Frank Herbert fan. Was I, Dune I, good? I, we didn't see it. Was it good? Did Dune you like one? it? Yeah, it we didn't see it. Yeah, okay. it was, I, I've read all the books, and I, I like the Kyle McLaughlin version in 87, but I'm a big fan, so it just I, – I, I, real st quick story. I, I finished The Mad Hatter, and my DP, uh, Helena Hutchins, rest in peace, was killed that night that uh, Dune 1 came out. So I'm rushing from set to see Dune 1. I get a text message. Did you hear what happened to Helena? That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, Gladiator, any Star Wars movie. I, I did a different podcast. Gladiator, Gladiator the guy who plays um, is, a, is a friend. I'm really good friends with his wife. The guy who's the big Gladiator, the older guy in there. I yes. forgot his name now. Isn't that funny? But who fights Russell Crowe? You know, oh, the really man. big guy, the really I like, was supposed, he's a friend of ours. I was supposed to play that part, you know. They saw my physique, I my see enormous it. muscles. Look, look. See? I see it, right? Yeah. And they wanted me to be the gladiator that beats everybody up. I wouldn't play that part. Too violent. So, you guys, this is, this is this is Dennis Mound. Yeah, you guys follow Dennis on Instagram and TikTok. It's Dennis Mound. Check out his film, Great People. Uh, is your TV series Data We're Back? Is it out yet or no? It's out, yes, sir. It's on. Uh, it's on YouTube. I think it's on a few other networks too. So it's look up there. Daddy We're Back. He plays the dad. There's eight episodes, and uh, when the Italians come out, that'll be a fun one. So check yeah, out I all this see stuff. That. I'm going to let you know what I think of that one. And that one I comes out. That. So uh, this is Dennis, you guys. We want to thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations on doing everything. Thanks for having and, uh, me. And we'll see you soon. And I'll see you on TikTok and Instagram. We and Facebook. Gentlemen, love you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jersey. Thank you, Jersey. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, chat room, thanks so much for being in there, everybody. And Julia, we're happy to see you back. Hope all is well. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a Yay. good one. <laughs> <laughs> And try not to so long. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.